Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, aspiring podcaster. You can hear me on WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, we are recording in our mobile studio right outside Memorial Coliseum. If you're unfamiliar, our mobile studio is Kyle Tucker's car. That's right. We just heard from Joel Justice and some UK basketball players. We got a jam-packed edition of the show, which is brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. We'll tell you guys a little bit more about their new Lexington location that's coming pretty soon. Um, we got football recruiting. We got a little basketball uh, knowledge. And we got a ton of football to talk about, including our over-unders. But we're going to start with that football recruiting. Huge news. Wandell Robinson. I think he listened to the last Locked On Kentucky and said, I'm going to prove Kyle Tucker and Curtis Burch wrong. I'm going to spurn Nebraska and I'm going to stay home and play for the Cats. Wandell Robinson is a four-star player. He plays out of Western Hills. He is an athlete where he plays all over the place. Kind of like Rondale Moore, who got out of the state and went is at Purdue and is one of the most electric f- freshmen in the country. And mm-hmm. uh, Wandale and Rondale. Wandale they got. Rondale they did not. And he is, uh, the one they got is a big-time playmaker I'll in throw, a bunch of different ways. I'll throw your, his stats out real quick. Uh, in 10 regular season games so far, he's rushed for 1,844 yards and 28 touchdowns he's a little muscle hamster that guy they what they call doug martin muscle hamster he yes. looks like he's about five eight yes he's really like stacked put together but he's just a he's sawed off guy but really powerful and 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 also explosive he's also caught 22 passes for 493 yards and nine touchdowns so doing quick math he's also thrown for 173 yards and two touchdowns and, and he also leads their team in tackles 105 tackles in 10 games, six forced fumbles, and leads the team with three interceptions. It does it all. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. So he's got, uh, what is that, 28 and 9 is 37, and 2 is 39 touchdowns accounted for. In 10 games. 100 tackles and three picks and six forced fumbles. That's a very good football player. And, you know, Kentucky's offense, they're probably going to lose Benny Snell mm-hmm. after this season. That'd be a very nice piece to add to your offense when you lose one like Benny. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know what role they'll end up having for him, but you know, you keep the talent in state, and that's what you're attempting to do. Mark Stoops and staff tweeted out a nice little celebration video on their account. Missed opportunity, though. What did you want I to point it out? Kyle? Missed opportunity that he did not crowd surf in across the war room. He should have had his staff prepared to pick him up, and he should have punched out a ceiling tile like the. Uh, like in the Missouri visiting locker room. Yeah. But that was a cool scene. I mean, and also, you got to think they were feeling pretty good about their chances that they set a camera up to watch themselves yeah. react to the announcement. I imagine they probably at least got a little heads up. <laughs> well, I, w- I wonder if there's ever one where they set it up and they think they're going to get them and the they outtakes? go, oh, God, oh my gosh. A, a, uh, like a disgruntled employee after a coaching staff gets fired just releasing all the uh, all of the the failed recruitment war room videos would be oh, that would be excellent they'd never work again but i would i'd be for it but this is i think probably one of the biggest things you know that could happen in a recruiting standpoint for kentucky they were not favored in this recruitment going into and least last night when a couple of national guys started picking for them uh, turning the tide and keeping a guy in state is so important when honestly there had been kind of a a talking point that all the great talent was going out of the state 
recently, since the Cash Daniel, Landon Young, Drake Jackson class, that all those guys were leaving. And it had been true to a certain yep. extent, but this guy is an electric playmaker, and to keep him in state is just huge for Stoops and staff. Yeah, and I don't know, like we talked about yesterday, I've not stayed plugged into the day-to-day football recruiting sort of minutia, and so I, I, I'm guessing, because they, I know they roped in uh, Vince Merrow some in the Louisville recruiting area because they wanted to make a better impact there as some, some guys were slipping away. I, I assume Vince Merrill was involved in some way and maybe very heavily in the Wandell I'm gonna Robinson guess, recruitment. I'm going to guess everybody with a pulse and the ability to recruit yeah. on the Kentucky staff was yes. involved in the yeah. Wandell recruitment yeah. recently. And, I, and I, was, I talked to someone this morning who would very much know and just because I thought we, I think a lot of people had come to believe it was going to be Nebraska. And I just said, you know, is this happening for Kentucky? And the message back was at, or well, I guess it was around lunchtime. Um, if this happened a month ago, it was going to be Kentucky. If this happened two days ago, it was going to be Nebraska. And over the last 48 hours, Kentucky staff has basically full court pressed Rondell, Wandale Robinson. And that's the advantage of competing against Nebraska for a guy is you got your whole army of guys you can still prepare for your game this week a huge game mm-hmm. uh but also you're right here in town you can go go uh put that full court press on and and obviously it worked I don't think it hurt that as the season has played out Kentucky's sitting here seven and one uh ranked ninth in the first playoff rankings and yes. Nebraska got off to an zero and six start not good not good for Scott Frost and Co. And this is victory number two at the 11th hour for Mark Stoops over Scott Frost in Nebraska. Terry Wilson Ooh, yeah. was all but gone. He was he had been recruited to Oregon by Scott Frost, then sat out there a year and transferred to junior college. And when he was back on the market, Frost had just taken over at Nebraska. There was all this excitement. He's a coach who had this prolific offense at Central Florida and an undefeated team coming back home to the place where he was a star quarterback himself. He calls up Terry Wilson and says, I want I want you. And Kentucky at the at that point was in great shape. And all of a sudden, uh, Terry Wilson was going to cancel his visit to Kentucky and go instead on a visit to Nebraska. And that would have been that. And he'd mm-hmm. be in Nebraska. Uh, and, you know, some Kentucky folks might might wish that had happened. I think that's foolish. But uh, I don't think anybody thinks that now, Mark, Kyle. Not after, not after the second half. People at halftime probably were still saying it. But Mark Stoops was at a press conference when all this was going down. And he stepped away from the press conference. And when he did that, he was on the phone with Terry Wilson, fixing like basically saving that situation. So he he snatched that when he he convinced Terry Wilson to back out of a, of the of the second plan to to go to Nebraska that weekend to come visit Kentucky. He committed to Kentucky, and that's history. And now he's done it again, where it looked like you know coming into the day they're going to lose this in-state start in Nebraska, and and Mark Stoops beats uh scott frost again winning helps and uh i think also just saying drawing a line in the sand and saying well maybe we slipped a little bit in 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 in-state recruiting we've got to prioritize this uh which is what they did at the very beginning remember they go and get ryan timmons who florida and ohio state were interested in uh jason hatcher flipped from usc made it a priority then you get the cash daniel the landon young the the drake jackson class three u.s army all-americans they prioritized it, and they were hitting home runs, and I think they've probably decided they better get back to that. Yeah, there's no question about that. Coming up, we are going to do our over-unders and game predictions. We're going to talk about Benny Snell, the writer, 
and then we're going to drop some Joel Justice knowledge on you people. But first, time to take a break and talk a little bit about La Rosa's Family Pizzeria, which is coming to Lexington right across the street from Skyline Chili on Richmond Road in February of 2019. La Rosa's is a Cincinnati thing similar to Skyline. It started by a guy named Buddy La Rosa who talked three of his friends into throwing a few hundred bucks apiece in to open their first pizzeria on Cincinnati's west side in 1954. La Rosa's now has 64 pizzerias, including one right up Interstate 75 in Dry Ridge. The thing Buddy LaRosa brought to his new pizzeria in 54 were his family's recipes. His Aunt Deanie's pizza sauce, his Grandma Mary's pasta recipe, and other recipes that come from all over Sicily with his family. And it sounds kind of corny, but here it is 65 years later and they're still using those same family recipes. As good as La Rosa's is, the other thing that makes La Rosa's different is that they have a menu that just goes on forever. Over 40 sections, and it's all available for pickup or delivery. In addition to those options, La Rosa also has a great dining room. I love to meet my family who lives up in northern Kentucky at the Dry Ridge location for lunch. Get ready for that Lexington La Rosa's coming in February, and until then, check out the other locations. Also want to tell you guys about Vivid Seats. Listen, that Georgia-Kentucky game is sold out. And if you're looking for tickets, you can get some and get a deal at Vivid Seats. Right now, listeners to this podcast have an exclusive offer, $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Now listen, it's not just for sporting events, though. You can also check out the hottest theater, concerts, and all live events. So go download that app. Vivid Seats has it all. Enter that promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Let's just jump into our over-unders. They are Lynn Bowden's all-purpose yards, Terry Wilson's total touchdowns, and Jake Fromm's touchdown passes. We'll start with Lynn Bowden. We set the over-under at 150 all-purpose yards. Kyle, what do you think? What do you have? Uh, like two, is it around 250, right, in the last game? It was pretty the, many. He had the 67-ish yard punt return for a touchdown. He had, a, like, what, 13 catches for a buck 60-something um, I think it was close to 250 in his real, really breakout game. Well, the question I have in my mind is: Do they let him? Do they roll the dice on him because he's such a playmaker on punts? Because it is a risk. He could run one back, or he could run backwards and get tackled, or drop it and fumble. <laughs> he could it. lose. He could lose some of right. these, some of these right. yards. So like he did on the second punt. I mean, return. I think if they let him return punts, he probably goes over. Um. I don't know. I don't think he returned a ton of punts. I mean, I, I don't think when you look at the way they are in those situations, Bouvier is not returning punts because there's no opportunity. That's true. Um, but he also returns kickoffs. I think Georgia will score a couple times at least. I mean, they're they, that offense, even with Kentucky's defense, will be tough to totally shut down. So they're going to be, I would guess, three kickoffs at least. Um, I'll say over. I think I think he goes over because I think they're gonna make. I mean, if they haven't figured it out by now, like he's your weapon in the passing game, and and he's valuable because you don't necessarily have to open it up and connect on a fifty-yard bomb. He's done that too, but you can get it to him quick. The throws that Terry Wilson can make and let him do all the work. So I'll say over. 
I'm going over, mainly because he's their best receiver. I think they're going to pass it some, and he'll get it. He'll get, he'll break one decent return, and that'll put him over 150. I'll put it at he'll probably get like 162. That's my number. Now so, I don't think technically all purpose yards, passing yards count, but I keep I keep thinking like he'll chuck a a pass out of one of their uh, wildcat formations on an end around something. And this is the kind of game where you break something like that out. You would think that would it would be a good time to do that. So we'll, we'll have to we'll have to find that out. Second one, Terry Wilson total touchdown, so he can run for these as well. Set it at one point five. I guess he could probably we'll we'll throw in he can catch one since we're going down that could, rabbit hole. Yeah, and I mean <laughs> fastest guy in the team. You split him out wide when you're in the wildcat. If you well, get it in the hands of somebody that can actually throw it to him. Steven Johnson had one. But he dropped it dropped. at South Carolina, dropped. so I mean, it's not the craziest thing to suggest that in this Kentucky offense. Um, I'll go first, and I'm going to say over. I think Kentucky's going to score three touchdowns, and he's going to be responsible for two of them. I actually think over, but I'm going to say under just to be a little different, uh, because I think Kentucky will get back to running the ball in this game. Um, and that's tough to say against a really good opponent, but... I think there was a lot of frustration about the running game last week. I think there were some issues that went beyond Benny Snell. Um, I think they'll they'll run the ball. They'll run it successfully, and because of that, I think the game I, people are are I, I bet you at halftime of this game people are complaining because they haven't thrown it a lot. But it's the formula that Mark Stoops believes in: play defense, run the ball, burn the clock, be in it in the fourth quarter. And so I'll say. Under on Terry Wilson touchdowns. He'll probably run for three touchdowns yeah, now. That'll most likely happen because Kyle's, as we know, always wrong. Horrible, horrible at predicting. Last one, Jake from over under touchdown passes two and a half. With, uh, without hesitation, under. I'm um, with you. Why'd you set this line so high, Kyle? Uh, just because it'd be different. A little, I mean, I want it to be a little different than the Terry Wilson number and um, – and it's just a question of do you think Fromm can can beat him with his arm? Because I I don't I don't know that their running game is just super. It's good, devastating. It's, it's good, good but, but like it's a huge drop off. Not huge. It's a drop off from last season. I mean, one of the most most marked differences between last year's in, uh, college football player runner up Georgia mm-hmm. uh, and this year's Georgia is that they lost Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle, who were excellent, excellent star running backs, NFL running backs. Uh, Holyfield's good. They got Swift, the the fre- the five star freshman, I believe he's a freshman. Um, but they have not so far. They have not demonstrated like dominance in the running game. Um, so the question then is, can can Fromm, who's been very good at points and has had moments where they wanted, they were in their own Terry Wilson situation <laughs> where they wanted the guy who yeah. led them to a bunch of big wins and got them into the national championship game to get benched for the other guy. Um, he had a big bounce back game last week. I think Fromm's a really good quarterback, but I I think Kentucky has demonstrated enough by now. Eight games into the season, they are for real on defense, and I I don't see somebody throwing for three touchdowns uh, against them in this game. This was the stat I was trying to pull it up. College Football Film Room posted this stat today: SEC quarterbacks throwing twenty plus yards down the field against Kentucky, so throwing it deep basically. Jake Bentley one for seven. Of South Carolina, Nick Fitzgerald of Mississippi State, one for six. Felipe Franks, zero for six. Kyle Shermer, two for four. Kellen Mond, zero for four. Drew Locke, zero for four. So on against SEC opponents, when the quarterback throws the ball deep on Kentucky down the field, they are four for thirteen, nineteen, twenty-three, twenty-seven, thirty. 
They are four for 30, passing with two touchdowns and four interceptions, throwing the ball down the field. So do I, I don't think Jake Fromm throws three touchdown passes. I agree. And, and, and the other thing I mentioned when I tweeted that stat out today was I think one of the biggest reasons, they're really good in the secondary. We talked about Darius West, and we've talked about um, Mike Edwards, Derek Beatty. Those are really good secondary guys, but a huge reason I think people have a hard time throwing it down the field is because that means you got to stand in the pocket and wait for somebody to get open, and Josh Allen's coming off the edge. You're not comfortable. You're getting hit. You're scared you're going to get hit. You're watching your offensive lineman clothesline Josh Allen to keep him from hitting you. Uh, I think it's the the pocket is a very like dangerous place to be against Kentucky. And if you're a quarterback and you're dropping back and Josh Allen's coming for you, you better be wearing underwear because you're going to get stripped. <laughs> that's true. Five strip sacks. Yeah, I mean that's too like it, that is seriously a thing that well, I assume will begin to get in guys' heads. You're dropping back, looking down the field. That's why he gets them, because he yeah. beats his man, and he rakes your arm as you're standing there getting ready to unload. I mean, there's a bunch of reasons why Josh Allen is in people's heads. And, you know, well, I, he'd be in my head. I wouldn't be able to do anything very competently if I knew Josh Allen might be coming around the end. All right, quickly, we got to mention Benny Snell's piece that came out on the Players' Tribune today. Then we're going to do our game predictions. Uh, Kyle, what do you think of Benny Snell, the writer, it was much like Benny Snell, the person. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've, I assume all these um, Players Tribune sort of pieces are done with a writer of some kind. You know, like I think they really do a, a they try very much to keep it in the player's own voice. But I'm mm-hmm. assuming that like someone edits someone's helping edit, bit, yeah. you know, shape them a little bit. Uh, you know, I've been doing these like letters from home, and when I was at SEC Country, I did. Uh, some letters to the fans from uh, from Derek Willis and Dominic Hawkins about what it had meant to play four years at Kentucky. And those and the parents' letters from home for The Athletic, which you should go there and read. I just posted the E.J. Montgomery letter. It's a letter from his mother. Um, we also have Ashton Hagen's letter from his dad and Tyler Hero's letter from his dad. Um, that process for, for me has been long interviews with the person. Then I take their words and their thoughts and shape them into a letter. I send it back to them. They make edits, corrections. They mm-hmm. say, this doesn't sound like me, or, I, yeah, I don't know if I want to say that. Might come off the wrong way. I fix it. Send it back. They approve. We publish. So it's all their thoughts. It's all their memories and ideas and everything, but it's a, a writer making a seamless thing. I get the sense with a lot of these that it's like there's the less way. of, there's no, there's less of that. Uh and I mean, if you read this Benny thing, like this is mostly Benny because well, it sounds uh, it sounds like Benny is just like talking into a microphone and it's transcribing it onto the Players' tra- Tribune. And it's I mean, in, in many ways, the, it's pretty great. Let's read some of the highlights before the, you even say what's in it. The words, like the first scroll that you perform on this document, provides a picture, a, a full widescreen image of Benny Snell with his shirt pulled up, his. Nips bear, bear breasts and uh, midriff and his giant Snell yeah tattoo. So that's a little jarring. Snell yeah. Looks like the old, was it Tupac that had the belly tattoo? Uh, yeah. Thug life? It's yeah. that kind of in vain. script. I think many people have seen that. But here's how Benny starts out. This is in Benny's words. What's up? Y'all ever heard of Snell yeah? Of course you have. You understand the greatness. That's why you're reading this article. <laughs> that's a hell of a lead. <laughs> that is exactly that is exactly uh, how they do it in journalism school. Hell yeah, that's why you're reading this. 
Uh-huh. But then it gets even better because he goes into the much documented kind of having the chip on his shoulder and not being recruited by Ohio State and a bunch of the other big boys. And yes, he says this. Great. This is a great little drop the mic line from Benny. So now it's like, oh, yeah, not interested in me. I'm not quick enough. Don't have enough stars next to my name to be worth your time. Well, here, enjoy this three-star stiff arm to your damn chest. <laughs> Benny Snell. That's Benny. Uh, I would love, I would really love to get a behind-the-scenes video of how this uh, letter was crafted. I kind of think he just, like, somebody Spoke. turned a microphone on. And they just And they typed it and got, you know, fixed some grammatical errors or spelling, whatever, and published that bad boy. It's good. I mean, it's interesting, though. The, it is. I mean, it's the one line it's what that, Benny Snell wants people to know about him. The line uh, that a lot of people are liking, and it's, it's a pretty interesting one. He said, I want Kentucky to be known as a basketball mecca and a football powerhouse. I think Mark Stoops and John Calipari would like that as well. And if they continue on the trend they are going right now, they will. So that will lead us into prediction time, Kyle. Who's going to win, Kentucky or Georgia? Yeah, I'm still having a hard time picking Kentucky in this one. It's the one game I, I said before the year and pretty much throughout the year that I thought they were going to have a hard time winning. I think I'm much more, I could be much more easily convinced that it's possible now as we're watching a little mouse scurry across the parking lot. <laughs> I assume that's what that yeah, that's on your a little, face. That's a little mouse. Uh, just ran out. We're of not going to tell you which establishment it's running out by. But you can guess based on what we told you we are already. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume that it was in the dumpster. It wasn't at any restaurant. That's true. So. Uh, where was that? <laughs> the, uh, Who wins the yeah. game? It's hard to uh, it's hard to pick them to win it because this is a team that played for the national championship last year and is currently ranked sixth in the country with a lot of the same guys. Um, but I think I think Kentucky can run it and play defense well enough to be in this thing in the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't think Georgia is going to score a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, can Terry Wilson not turn it over a bunch, and can they run it enough? Uh, score enough. I, that's the part I can't, I can't make myself believe yet that they can score enough. Like I think they can hold Georgia to twenty four points or less. I don't know that they can score twenty four points or more. So I'm going to say it's Georgia in a close one. You didn't believe in Kentucky and Mark Stoops when they played against Mississippi State. And who believed, Kyle? You did. You didn't believe when you, Mark Stoops said— I'm not said, sure if you actually believed. You didn't believe when Mark Stoops said he was going to play several quarterbacks. Who believed, Kyle? Well, that was dumb. I believed, and I was right. And I believe Kentucky is going to win. You hit the nail on the head. I'm going to give you my prediction. Georgia's going to score 24 points, and Kentucky's going to— Score. 25. <laughs> like the last game, 15-14. <laughs> Buzzer beater. No, they're going to score 27. Chance poor kicking field goals. They're going to get a defensive touchdown. I think that that is something they've been working on this week a lot. Mark Stoops specifically mentioned when they had that blocked field goal and the ball was bouncing. Scoop that and He score. wanted them to scoop it instead of just falling on it because that's in kind of a different situation than other instances. I think that they were going to kind of key on that to a certain extent. They're going to get one. They're going to take it to the house. That's going to be the difference in the game. So I'm picking Kentucky to win 27-24. to 24. I would say, to your point, if you, if you told me right now that Kentucky will score on special teams or on defense a touchdown, then I think I would pick them to win. Because I think they can, I think they can reasonably, you can reasonably ask that offense, based on what we've seen over the last few weeks, to score 17 points. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know if they can score more. Uh, but you add a, you add a, few, a a defensive or special teams touchdown. I think that's twenty four points puts them to me in in winning range yes. of this game. So it's going to be. I, I mean, I really think it will be close. I think it's going to be a, a wild scene in that stadium if they're if they're within a, seven points in the fourth quarter at Kroger Field and the you know the final few minutes decide if they can go to their first ever SEC championship yes. game that place will be coming unglued and it's going to be really neat i'm going to be there i haven't covered any football games oh, this year oh congrats for finally uh, coming to the football stadium yeah well i mean they hired Kroger me to cover Field, basketball Kroger buddy Field at the athletic you. Kroger Field welcomes you Kyle all right um we're going to get to some comments from Joel Justice making fun of Kyle and hear from Mark Stoops as they prepare for the game um before that i did want to read a quick tweet and then we're going to tell you some about one somebody who sponsors this podcast. Charles Walker quote tweeted that video of Mark Stoops and the staff celebrating and said, is this what the war room looked like when I announced I was walking on to UK? I'd like to think so. Mike Edwards replied, nobody cares about you, Charles. That's a joke to a former teammate. But the reason I'm reading this tweet is then Charles replied back to Mike Edwards. You were looking slow last game. Put down the Skyline Chili. Shout out to Skyline Chili. But we don't believe that our sponsor, Skyline Chili, makes you slow at all. We no. believe it makes you fast and strong. Mm-hmm. Eat Skyline Chili. All right, Joel Justice, Mark Stoops, coming up next. Another big slate of games going on this weekend, and the best way to watch all of those is Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never even use. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, NBA basketball, all kinds of sports action. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a lot more. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. If you're on the go somewhere this weekend, you got to run some errands, get it on the phone, man. Right there, anywhere you're going, you're walking around the home, home repair shop, and you can check out the football game. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we'll wrap up this edition of Locked On Kentucky with a few comments from Mark Stoops and Joel Justice. Quickly, the news from Mark Stoops' Thursday presser. One, Josh Pascal is not going to be ready for this week. Stoops said that he was working towards it, but he's not going to be available. Obviously, Pascal coming back from not only the cancer diagnosis, but the incision on his foot to get rid of the skin cancer. So kind of a double thing there that he's trying to overcome. So he will not be able to play against Georgia, but it sounds like he's on his way back to the football field, which is awesome news to hear. Also, Jordan Jones has a broken hand. He will still play this weekend. But Mark Stoops has dubbed him and Cash Daniel the Q-Tip brothers because they will both have clubbed hands where they will all be wrapped up. So you'll be looking around and there'll be two dudes with clubs. And if you're going to give two dudes on the Kentucky defense clubs, I don't know if you'd want them to be Jordan Jones and Cash Daniel. I kind of feel sorry for the Georgia offense. Finally, here's a quick comment from Mark Stoops. He was asked about the practice noise because a few practices ago they were playing with crowd noise and normally you don't do that on a home game but Stoops explained that he was doing it for the defense to prepare 
for a huge crowd in Kroger Field. I've mentioned it because in s sometimes when we have played at home and it's been like that, that's, you know, you don't often practice that. Yeah. And so there's been some issues with communication in big games here, as you probably know, and very clearly point out to me all the time. So, uh, so we, uh, yeah, so yeah, I appreciate a list. Thank you. <laughs> Make that alphabetical. <laughs> so, no, we're just trying to, if nothing else, reemphasize that to the defensive players with communication and hand signals. All right, here's how we're going to finish up this edition of the show. I'm going to share with you some comments from Joel Justice. He took over for John Calipari's pre-Indiana University of Pennsylvania presser, and I asked him to give some tips on how to podcast because he is the host along with co-host co T.J. Beisner, from, because Joel is the host of Behind Kentucky Basketball, a podcast he does uh, with T.J. Beisner that you can go subscribe to if you would like. But, you know, I'm trying to get better at my craft, so I thought I'd reach out to an expert, and honestly, he had some great advice. Do you have any tips for aspiring podcasters? I think the, the biggest thing is, is you have to pick the right partner. Um, you know, I, I think if you pick the, the, the partner that is um, kind of built for a podcast, uh, as opposed to maybe a writer, I think that can be, you know, something that really just definitely puts you off on, on the wrong foot to, to start versus going after someone who's, who's been on TV, um, who has more of a face for TV versus a face for media. Um, and I think a guy who's willing to share, that's, that's important. But, um, you know, I think you'll do fine. All right, that's going to do it. Get ready for the SEC East Championship, you guys. Kroger Field, I'm excited. Kyle Tucker is actually going to be at a football game. I'll be there. We're going to be loaded up with all kind of coverage after the game. Maybe we'll do a podcast a little bit early. Who knows? Stay tuned and stay informed by following at LockedOnUK on Twitter and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. I got the full interviews with both Mark Stoops and Joel Justice and players on my timeline, so you'll be able to go check that out at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle at Kyle underscore A-T-H. Read all his work at The Athletic. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and then most importantly, share with someone else who would enjoy this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.